Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Sunday, 9th April 2023. Our bit today is taken from Revelation 1, verse 17, that says, Fear not, I'm the first and the last. It's Sunday, friends, Easter Sunday, and Christ has risen from the grave. Yes, he has. The tomb is empty. And he's been seen walking in the garden. Glory, hallelujah. That makes this day possibly the most marvelous, momentous, and meaningful day in the history of mankind. And why is that, you ask? Because it means that since Christ has risen from the dead and is now alive forevermore, whosoever believes in him will also rise from the dead and have eternal life. Glory be, my fellow believers. As Brother Paul wrote to the church at Rome, Now, if we be dead or died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. And that's taken from Romans 6, 8 to 9. We know that Jesus wasn't the first person who was raised from the dead, but he was the first one who was raised never to die again. That's because with his resurrection, he conquered Satan, fought him mano a mano, and took away the keys of death from him and left Satan powerless. And he says it quite clearly to John, in Revelation, as John lies like dead at his feet, he says, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell, or Hades, and of death. And that comes from Revelation 1, 17 to 18. And it means that our faith in Christ is absolutely worthwhile. We have been liberated from sin by his resurrection. But enough talk. Let's get to some worship as we sing this old but wonderful hymn written by the master hymnist Charles Wesley and most appropriately titled, Christ the Lord is Risen Today. Hallelujah. And we have an interesting introduction from the simple series musical, Mercy Tree, which was based on the album inspired by the message and mission of Billy Graham, titled My Hope. So let's declare it right. We spell declare there right too. Let's declare it together. All together, we have gathered today to lift up the name of Jesus. We rejoice in his victory over sin and the cross. Our cries of Hosanna, save us now, have been answered. Our Redeemer has conquered death. And because we are certain of that, we have reason to celebrate, oh my people. And now it's time to get on with that celebration. Therefore, in an upbeat tempo, in loud and sincere voice, with the rampant joy in our hearts flowing out 
through our words and actions, let's offer up our sweet sacrificial praises to heaven, singing, Christ the Lord is risen today, hallelujah. Earth and heaven in chorus say, hallelujah. Raise your joys and triumphs high, hallelujah. Sing ye heavens and earth reply, hallelujah. Love's redeeming work is done, hallelujah. Fought the fight, the battle won. Hallelujah. Death in vain forbids him rise. Hallelujah. Christ has opened paradise. Hallelujah. Lives again or glorious, sorry, lives again or glorious king. Hallelujah. Where, O oh death, is now thy sting. Hallelujah. Once he died, our souls to save. Hallelujah. Where's thy victory? Boast in grave. Hallelujah. So we know where Christ has led. Hallelujah. Following our exalted head. Hallelujah. Made like him, like him we rise. Hallelujah. Ours the cross, the grave, the skies. Hallelujah. Hail the Lord of earth and heaven. Hallelujah. Praise to thee, by both be given. Hallelujah. Thee we greet triumphant now. Hallelujah. Hail the resurrection, thou. Hallelujah. King of glory, soul of bliss. Hallelujah. Everlasting life is this. Hallelujah. Thee to know, thy power to prove. Hallelujah. Dust to sing and dust to love. Hallelujah. <laughs> People, friends, that's such a beautiful collection of scriptural statements based on a number of different places in the Bible. For instance, Matthew 28, 6, Acts 2, 32, 1 Peter 3, 18, and Revelation 1, 17 to 18 as well as the varying versions of Christ's resurrection as outlined by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. However, as the scholars tell us, all four Gospels essentially agree in reporting the facts of the resurrection. The variety of details in each account supplement rather than contradict one another. We see in Matthew 28, where there was a great earthquake early in the morning of the resurrection. And when the Marys came to check out the situation to finish embalming Christ, they found the giant stone that had guarded the tomb's entrance rolled back by an angel of the Lord, and he sat on it. The good book says his countenance was like lightning and his raiment or clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers or the guards did shake and become as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen as he said. Come see the place where he lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, 
he goeth before you into Galilee, there you shall see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples' word. And that's taken from Matthew, 8, Matthew 28, 3 to 8. Now, is that a rather interesting comment? Where Matthew says, the women were filled with fear and great joy. I guess such an important occasion studied with such immense surprise is able to produce those two emotions simultaneously. And I'm truly sorry, my fellow saints, that we have neither time nor space to get into the details of the other Gospels, like specific accounts of Peter and John running to the tomb after hearing the news, Peter going in and finding it empty, then Mary Magdalene meeting Jesus in the garden and taking him for a groundskeeper, as well as the, the two disciples walking with Jesus along the road to Emmaus and not recognizing him, and Jesus appearing to the disciples on the beach and in the upper room a few days later. I'm sorry, but you'll just have to read all the Gospels to get the full gist of what happened and how important Christ's resurrection was back then and still is today. Yes, it is very important because it's the very foundation of our faith. For without it, our faith is futile without any song basis. But Paul says it quite clearly in his first epistle to the church at Corinth when some question the resurrection. He says, but if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain or futile? And your faith is also vain or futile? And that comes from 1 Corinthians 15, verses 13 to 14. It's as simple as that, my people. If Christ didn't rise from the dead, then our faith is false, futile, and worthless. But the important thing is that we know Christ truly rose from the dead because he was seen by many people after his resurrection, even showing the disciples, in particular Thomas, the nail prints in his hands. So please, let's discount any information to the contrary and rejoice greatly because our Lord Jesus Christ is indeed risen today on Easter Sunday. Hallelujah! Much love! And the postscript for today says, there's nothing else worth believing but Christ's resurrection. And that's the gospel truth, friends. Because there is nothing else better in that, this life than that. Because if Christ didn't rise again, then we all headed for Satan's place. And we know that we are not all headed there because Christ did rise. And we believe in him and live for him. And we pray that we'll keep on doing that and try to get others to come to him. And we pray it in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed Easter Sunday, my people. Much love.